0: Hey, this is sunny ono right here i'm perched on the top rope
1: it's look,
2: me look. it's me it's the rob mobbing once again with my two dudes with attitude right here on perched on the top rope
1: welcome everyone to perched on the top rope we are the two dudes with attitudes i'm lee this is alex and joining us today is Sonny ono sunny how you doing today
0: really good i'm uh i'm, I'm, I'm a little poor today as rob knows i uh Purchased a big purchase today. So uh yeah, I'm a little bit less money. I might have to go back to uh my Vince Russo gimmick, but we won't go into that right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, fans out there, Sonny Ono, legendary manager in WCW. Uh, one of those he managed was Eugene Nagata, who we just recently saw on AEW Dynamite. Uh Sonny. I know that you were in the audience. Uh, I saw on Twitter fans taking photos with you. And uh, you had even posted a photo with yourself in the audience. Uh, And I know you were there with Rob. So one of the first things I got to ask, and something that can clear the air, uh, the internet and dirt sheets got a hold of a photo with uh, Yuji Nagata and Shinsuke Nakamura, who's obviously in WWE. And they had been posting that he was actually at an AEW meeting. Can you clear that up for everybody?
0: Yeah, it's so ridiculous, right? So, so relationship—it's—it's, it's, you know—is the core of pro wrestling in Japan, as far as business-wise. And it, and and Nakamura-san, Shinsuke Nakamura, was one of the young boys that, as he was coming up. Matter of fact, I met him about. 12, 15 years ago somewhere around there when i was in japan i called up in hall went to see yuji and nakamura was one of the young boys or they call it young lions you know the up-and-coming guys you know um and that's the first time i, I met uh, Shensuke. and and since he was you know he uh yuji was coming all the way to, to florida you know one uh when i, I was communicating was with, with uh yuji and he said, hey you know, Shinsuke going to come. Maybe we can go, all go out to dinner or have a drink. And I said, that'd be great. Didn't think anything of it because, you know, obviously I don't work for anybody at this point. So, um, and you know, it, what's really interesting is that until we started the, you know, the, the angle of WCW versus WWF, you know, we people used to visit each other's locker rooms when they were in town. So I didn't really think of anything of it until the, the time, and Rob will attest to this for me, is that uh, uh, was flight was late. Um, so Yuji called me up and said, hey, do you think you can go downstairs at the hotel? Because um, Shinsuke is downstairs in a hotel uh, and and uh, maybe you can keep him company. I'm gonna be about an hour or so late. So Rob and I grabbed Rob and we went downstairs and here's Shinsuke and we sit down and had a drink and, and I didn't realize it was an issue until Chris Jericho joined us. We're all having, you know, we're all, you know, we're all amongst friends. And in the you know, end of the day, we work with each other for many times. So um, one point, I think it was a Chris, right, Rob? I think Chris asked, yeah. uh, hey, maybe we can get a picture. And Shinsuke says, eh, probably not a good idea. Then at that point, I down on me said, like, oh, that might be a problem. So none of us really asked. You know, to take a picture with him, and uh, till later on, um, we went out to dinner. Um, uh, just close group of us was Rocky Romero, uh, Rob, myself, and uh, um, the young man who was the uh, uh, what was his name?
2: Uh, he was the manager for uh, for UG at the yeah, he, uh, he, uh, in AEW yeah.
0: yeah when and UG he, came out. He, his name was uh, uh, Narita. His name was Narita, uh, uh, 24 years old. Mary was two children. That's how much we we discussed while we're having a dinner. And uh, Shinsuke took us out to dinner to a a Korean barbecue. And uh, the Korean lady was amazed that Rob can eat the hot Korean food. Uh, (laughs) It wasn't um, hot. (laughs) She she even said to me in Korean, uh, which I could understand, Oh, you know, he must he must be Korean, but he eats such a hot food. That's why his eyes is so round. <laughs> I, I guess my I guess my stand up needs a lot of work. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, that was it. I mean, you know, no no harm. And and as soon as, soon as we, he drove us back to the hotel. Shinsuke had to drive back to Orlando because we're in Jacksonville, and that was it. You know, it was just kind of homage that Shinsuke made to uh, Yuji for uh, you know help grooming him when he, when he was young, because that that that's how it works, you know. Yeah, and yeah. and and that's that's I think that's where the photo of the people talking about is right in front of the hotel. We were nowhere near the arena, nowhere near anybody else. Matter of fact, like like I said, Shinsuke refrained from taking a picture with. Anybody that was AEW, you know, so.
1: Yeah, i well, thank you for clearing that up. And, um, you know, knowing the fact that, uh, you know, AEW, you know, had that show going on with, you know, the match between John Moxley, Eugene Nagata, uh, obviously who you once managed, Eugene Nagata. Uh, was there any particular reason that? AEW didn't put a spotlight on you when they were going through the crowd because they put a focus on Rocky Romero at one point, who's new Japan pro wrestling. They put a spotlight on Lance Archer, who at one point is, you know, was in new Japan pro wrestling. Right. Um, I'd have to assume but, they knew you were in the crowd. So was there any, Oh yeah. Cause
0: didn't? yeah. Cause we met with some of their bookers. I mean, their, their bookers are the former WCW Arn Anderson, you know, um, and, 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 uh, I Dean. mean, they, yeah, Dean Malenko, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're all dear friends of mine anyway. And, and, uh, and, and I was, I was there for other business and I was in Florida for other business. So, um and so when Yuji, when I found out Yuji was going to be there and I just made it so that w- where the, I was there at the same time and, you know, uh, um, killing two or three birds with one stone kind of thing. And, and, uh, and they knew I was there and I was willing to help, but, you know that's their call, you know, who, um, uh, yeah, I, I I, think, you know, being in business for a while, it was probably a missed opportunity. It wasn't like, you know, but they, they, um, they didn't ask, they knew I was there. So, you know, um, who knows, they might be saving me for I mean, uh, interesting thing is though, that, that, that when AEW first started televising stuff, um, Tony Khan did contact me, and, and uh, we were trying to work out a thing to bring Ultimo Dragon in. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, you know, I, I was going to be with it, manage him, and, and be on camera with him. But, you know, pandemic hits, he's stuck over in Japan. Um, so, you know, uh, but the history I have is Yuji, every time Yuji was on, you know, Turner Network television, except the last time, uh, for AEW, I was with him every time. So, you know, I, I think it might've been a missed opportunity, but Hey, it's not my call. You know, Right.
3: That's it's just crazy to me too, because you would think, uh, you know, with all the opportunities that, that have been taken away because of the pandemic, you'd think that well, AEW has you there and with your ties to the Turner network, to Eugene Nagata, to WCW, that, that is basically what AEW is almost trying to encompass these days. You would think that that would have been a no brainer to put you on television.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know who their writers are and I don't know what the objection was or, you know, yeah. who, who knows? I mean, and I'm, I'm not privy to stuff that goes on, you know. Matter of fact, um, Dean actually gave me four back pass tickets to the, to the backstage, um, but we couldn't even go because they were, they were taping back there. And they, you know, they were, let me tell you something. Those guys were working. The production people was working. Rob will tell you that night before, uh, Tuesday night, uh, from the Tuesday afternoon till probably about one in the morning, they were actually wrestling and taping. Night before, and day of, um, of the event, uh, their their, their uh, dynamite event after the, the you know the camera went off The live live broadcast went off they were taping till probably about at least till midnight
2: or more because they taped last week's uh last Wednesday show right after after the 10 o'clock and then they have AEW dark that they tape after that so they go they go to like two in the morning
0: yeah you you know I mean we can I mean we were of course we were all invited to the party afterward but I don't think party was going to start till probably two in the morning so, uh, and since I had to catch a flight next morning and so Rob and I bugged out and went back to Orlando and uh, somehow we ended up in downtown Orlando
2: <laughs> oh, nothing was, but the good spots nothing yeah, but the good spots
0: Rob was supposed to go home because he lives in Orlando but somehow he ended up in my hotel room <laughs> I feel like a, I feel like a real cheap date because when I got up in the morning the bed was messed up and he was gone <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't leave me any notes or anything
3: rob hockman ladies and gentlemen that's it i'm here all week
0: yeah. i was hoping for at least i get a hundred dollar bill on a, you know on a, <laughs> I, I, I got none of that either
1: hundred dollar bill for uh, just the tip <laughs> <laughs> um now sonny i understand you were a not only wcw manager but you're also an international consultant and you primarily worked with the new japan pro wrestling wcw uh relationship uh i'd act, this is actually something when i interviewed vince russo i'd asked him about this and he was kind of shocked because no one had asked him about this before november 29th 1999 on wcw nitro the episode was 219 jushin thunder liger drops the iwgp junior heavyweight championship to Juventud Guerrera. at any point did Juchen Thunder Liger New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, voice any concern to you or to Vince Russo because when I asked Vince Russo about it he basically said that New Japan Pro Wrestling is bringing me talent with a championship then he's going to drop the title uh w- did anyone voice any concern to you about that
0: well you know what what was this what 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 part of 99
1: it was november 1999
0: yeah i was already gone okay all right right up right after i was gone okay so so what would have happened is is um one of the reasons why wcw and new japan has such a great relationship it was it was a business-wise i won't go into a lot of detail but business-wise it was a win-win deal you got to remember Benoit malenko guerrero uh uh, even scott norton those guys were under new japan contract and their contract was like something like they'll work 20 weeks or you know or 30 weeks and that's what they get paid for so outside of that when they're back in the states they can do other things you know Mm -hmm. as long as it doesn't harm the image of new japan that's how their contract was what eric did what we negotiate was brilliant because what we did was for the wrestlers was beneficial for them to get a contract but it was contract for multi-year contract Uh right and but in that contract we told the guys the aforementioned guys that don't misunderstand us you're going to be working for wcw as well as new japan because we're going to farm you out you know, so you're going to be working a lot of days, more days than you are now. But because of that, we're going to give you more money. And so, you know, and and now wrestler had a multi-year guarantee contract. They were happy. They were getting paid more. And they had a guarantee money. New Japan loved it because they got to jettison all that payroll. Yeah. And, and you know, now they don't have to pay these guys. But we still get, they still got them. And on top of that, not only did they get Scott Norton, Chris Jericho, Benoit Malenko, they also have Kevin Nash. They also have Sting, Ric Flair, you know, all these big names that they get to use for their big show. So, you know, it's financial windfall for New Japan as well. And for WCW, we needed more talent. We were, we were producing show left and right. Nitro was starting, went from two you know, hours hour, to three hours. Then we had thunder. So we needed this talent, you know, and not only the talent, but we got access to all the New Japan talent, Chono, Muda, Kanemoto, you know, Kensuke Sasaki, you know, Masa Saito, you know, so um, it, it was just a good business. But reason that that business hasn't been duplicated is because the relationship Eric Bischoff had with help of um, uh, uh, Brad Ringgins, who worked for New Japan. Brad is a former AWA guy and worked at WWE for a little bit, mm-hmm. um, um, and myself. So there was this trust and friendship that, you know, never at any time did they ever talk to us about, you know, Please do this for us for this belt. You know that you you holding. They trusted us to do the right thing. So getting back to your original question of of Russo not knowing, you know what was going on. He was benefit benefiting from that trust that we had, uh-huh. the, the the relationship we built up, you know, in four or five years, that, that they could assure that we would take care of their guys and take care of their angles or their belts, and 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 that's why. Russo would have no idea how we're gonna bring it back to them, how we're gonna, you know, he, he wouldn't have a clue, um, unfortunately, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and and um, you know, he was there, that's why, and, and let me also tell you right after that, um, the New Japan, because part of that deal that I, I was explaining was New Japan was paying us one lump sum to be able to use our talent. You know, because they save, let's say they save, you know, three, four hundred thousand dollars a year from payroll that they get to cut because now they're on the WCW, the, the talent they get to use,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and, uh, you know, and top of that, they get all the big stars, our big stars. So uh, that was, the, but but for that, New Japan was paying us one lump sum to WCW. Okay. So, and at that point in 2000, end of 99 and 2000, it was over a million dollars that the New Japan was paying us. Oh, wow. So when Russo went, you know, haywire on, um, uh, on the, uh, uh, he, he, his racist comment, uh, guess what happened to New Japan? You know, yeah. making that statement, he lost at least a million dollars in, in income.
1: Yeah, because um, what happened was a week later, um, Juventud Guerrero actually broke his arm and mm-hmm. Psychosis replaced Juventud Guerrero to defend the IWGP championship the next week on Nitro. Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger won the belt back. And uh, what I actually found interesting was the fact that New Japan Pro Wrestling didn't actually recognize the title change <laughs> un- until, until
0: 2007.
1: Wow. Um, so, so what would what would be your thoughts on that? Them not even re- them choosing to not even recognize it until ten years later.
0: Well, you know, let me say this to you: New Japan has been on a record, went on a record. I think you can find it that as as remember Russo went on to work for TNA and and other yeah. company afterward, and and uh, New Japan been on a record saying that as long as there's Vince Russo, we will not be working with it wherever, wherever he's at. And that that's direct from the statement he made about the japanese and, and mexicans
1: yep yep I, I remember those comments uh something to do with people's
0: not not given defecation human experiment kind of thing i'm trying yeah. to be uh, polite here um but you know listen man when you work for one of the largest entertainment company in the world you you can't be saying things like that
3: yeah no no 100 uh, I mean, and in this world in general today it's just not accepted anymore a lot yeah. worse
0: yeah especially now you know yeah. but but even back then you know yeah. and 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 uh you know it, you know and even to this day i, I was on uh stevie ray's show with him i agreed to be on a show with him and he you know he got mad and walked off because because i gave him out you know 20 years plus year later i gave him out of what he said why he said it you know and I, all, all he had to say was hey I was ignorant, I didn't know better. It's not what I meant, you know. But no, he doubled down on it and tripled down on it, you know, and saying, because I said, look, whether you realize or not, you know, that's the implicit bias. You know, whether that's what it is. I mean, it's it's like he doesn't know he's a bigot. Yeah. By by nature of his statement, he's a bigot, you know. And and for him to double down and triple down, he can give all the excuses. But none of them, none of them, none of them can justify what he said.
1: Yep. No, you're you're hundred percent right. I uh I'm not gonna disagree on that one because I think it's
2: safe to say that Sonny's not on Vince's Christmas card list. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I get I get something from him every, every year, but I'm not sure what it is. I that... <laughs>
2: you don't open the paper bag.
0: No, no, no.
1: <laughs> Got it. Got it. You know, so now that now that we're talking about the WCW and New Japan Pro Wrestling relationship, I believe this is going to be an excellent time to bring up Dark Side of the Ring Collision in Korea that actually just aired a few days ago. Uh, as we know, the largest wrestling event in the world to this day. Two days, over three hundred and fifty thousand people yep. attended. Uh, whether they paid or were forced, it's you know is what it is. But still, the largest show. No, pro- wrestling
3: show in history. That professional
1: wrestling has ever seen. And uh, quite the unique card. Uh, I got to ask, b- before we all start asking questions about this, Sonny. When it came to the dark side of the ring, it primarily covered the American wrestlers being over in Korea. Mm-hmm. Now, understanding that uh, North Korea had kind of the same relationship they do with America, it very bad rocky at best uh how was the new japan pro wrestling stars treatment while in north korea was it the same as the americans was it a little different uh how was the treatment
0: i think the new japan pro wrestling uh, individuals wrestlers and officials understood how delicate he was mm-hmm. american and other half scott norton steiners Tuko's, you know i you know I wouldn't have done it took those guys oh you know I have a hard time taking those guys just to a regular bar right I mean <laughs> you know why would you take it to some place where, where they might you know they might start ripping your nails out if you says if you say a wrong thing but you know I was forewarned by U.S. government Japanese embassy Japanese consulate the mo multi- the multiple that told me not to go, and you gotta understand the history, right? I mean, I don't, I don't think people quite get it. We, we know they're, if we have a mortal enemy, they're one of them, right? The North Korea. I mean, they teach their little kindergartners from two years on up. They, they literally take, a, they give little kids a sticks to beat on the image of Americans, right? I mean, that, that's how, it's, that's how it is over there. Right. So. Imagine all these people, you know, and, and, and that, that that's the American part, but the Japanese committed heinous, you know, war crime. I mean, Japanese occupied Korea for, I don't know how many years, but for a long time, you know, they made them, they took all their, I mean, they were pretty brutal what they did, you know. Yeah. Um, No wonder one of the first thing they asked me was don't rape our women. And I went like, yeah, really? okay. you know that's one of the things they asked me when I got there. Um, and I'm sure it wasn't just me, but the rest of the Japanese, you know. And and uh, so, but I think Japanese, uh, certainly the Japanese wrestler is much more educated. Matter of fact, I know for a fact that Dark Side tried to reach out to some of the Japanese wrestlers that we went. Kensuke Sasaki, Akira Hokuto, they're, they're married now i mean they're there it's actually a a sub story that a lot of people don't know they fell in love with each other in north korea came came back to japan and got married and 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 i mentioned that to the producers and they reached out to fuji tv because she's one of the television personality over there and guess what no japanese wanted to be interviewed for this 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 broadcast Oh wow still way too close to north korea mm-hmm. you know they have a they have missile that keeps landing over an ocean between them <laughs> so you know they don't they don't want you know and and there's there's the history of you know 56 years of history of 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 uh, um japanese atrocity of koreans and vice versa so you know and and you know, did, did they wanna they, they were like, you know, no, thank you. We don't we don't want nothing to do with it. Right. So um um you know, but but the American, like Scott Norton said, you know, his wife that he was in South Korea partying every night. Yeah, you know. But they told us though. Scott might not remember, they told us, Hey you guys, they're listening to everything we say. Everything, you know.
3: Um, right. Now speaking of uh Scott Norton. If, if you watch Dark Side of the Ring, it's very well known that as far as individual incidents, he probably had one of the bigger negative uh, incidents that happened <laughs> while <well, laughs> over there on the trip. Um, now, did you personally have any actual run ins, personally, aside from the comments they made when they first got you guys there, to the extent that Scott or, uh, say, uh, Two Cold Scorpio did?
0: Well, with
3: the North Korean government.
0: Yeah, you know what I, I I didn't witness Tukos Scorpio stealing chopsticks and making shanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't I don't think he helped himself or his his um his how, how can I put this delicately um his uh, image mm-hmm. of of uh you know his group of people talking about his dad you know dad taught him how to make a shank because he's from prison i, yeah, I don't think that's the kind of image you want to portray no but you know but anyway you know he's being him Um, uh, i don't know if if that's you know i don't know if, he, if that happened I, I i didn't witness any of that but but i know what happened to scott norton you know um that he got you know i mean it first of all you can't make a phone call to north korea you you can't. Yeah. Only way you can connect from for that matter, only people stayed in that hotel. It was a big high rise, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just us. Hotel was just for us.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah. And and uh, Mike Chinoy, who was on the show as well, he told us it says, you know, half this building out here, they built it for you guys. He said there there's nothing inside, there are facades. Like a like a Hollywood studio set. Oh, wow. i go really yeah and uh and, and you know they told us that they're listening to everything we say and you know and and uh, they want to use us as a propaganda as well and remember as i said earlier they already thinks that we're all the citizens of north korea I think we're baby-eating women raping heathens that that's that that's where they're taught so imagine if you're unfortunately there was famine going on there at the time so imagine if they're if you're if you're citizens of north korea you've been kind of documented that you know hey these guys are you know devil himself you know they're demons and imagine they never seen one before americans and the first American you see is Scott Norton. Ric yeah. Flair. You know, Scott Steiner.
3: I was going to say, you know? uh, Eric Bischoff himself talked about how in, in the dark side of the ring, he people may have running. been one of the first Americans that you know North Korean children had actually seen in person when he went running that morning.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's really funny because there's an interview on YouTube. I sent it to Rob how, how they talk about the, the interview, the, the people who escaped from North Korea. These are like a lot of soldiers and stuff, escaped. And and they, they were interviewing these guys and they were talking about how they were, you know, how, how they were taught to hate the Americans and, mm-hmm. you know, that, that they're, they're mortal enemies. And and uh, so they asked him, well, what is, what is your view of American before you came to, you know, the West? Uh, West? And they said, blonde hair, big nose. <laughs> so Triple and I, and I said, well, Rick. Or- <laughs> Or Ric Flair, heard
3: yeah. that too. Yeah,
0: you know he personifies, you know, the stereotype of decadent, you know, you know Americans that that, that does not follow, you know, rule of law. You know they do right. what they want and they eat babies for God's sake. Come on. Yeah. Um, you know, so that that was their image. So you know, imagine when Antonio Inoki defeated. That, that, that the representative of evil empire, Ric Flair, you know, the whole, you know, 180,000 people went nuts.
2: Well, yeah. I guess it, I guess it would beg the question. And, and you and I have never talked about this, but I've, I've, after watching the dark side of the ring, it, it made me start to think they painted it as a, a, a peace going mission. You effort. guys went over there and new Japan went over there. as like a, a, a peace effort or a peace going mission. But if, North Korea felt that strongly about not only the American uh, people but the Japanese people, who who thought that was a great idea that that was actually going to go over as a peace mission.
0: Well, it, it, you remember the ping pong. You guys might be too young, but remember the ping pong diplomacy. Communist China mm-hmm. um, was, you know, was the United States mortal enemy, and and uh, uh, Nixon did this thing called ping pong diplomacy. They sent, sent a team of ping pong players, because Chinese are really good at ping pong, and, and uh, they use sports to open up the doors, you know, so we could, we could get to know the, 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 the athletes, the, the individuals, and, and this was based on that. But, and this was all Antonio Nocchi's idea, um, and Antonio Noki was a politician who needed a little boost so this was his idea, to, and, and, and because of pro wrestling, uh, uh, Japanese iconic pro wrestling, Rikidozan, was from North Korea, um, who was murdered by, I think Eric mentioned that on, on the dark side, was murdered by uh, the Japanese mafia. Um, uh, he thought this would be a good way for us to go there, you know? um to humanize us but i don't think scott's you know norton or or steiner is good representative of american goodwill you know <laughs> ambassador no
2: <laughs> well here's here's a uh, one other question that i that i thought of um you know recently wwe has gone to to saudi arabia to do you know the different the different shows and on a more recent show one of the planes didn't get to take off um Mm -hmm. they kind of got held there yeah by hook or by crook and it wound up having forcing wwe to to rethink their plans as far as tv and things like that when this whole thing was coming to an end and you guys are traveling to the airport did the thought ever cross your mind that maybe we're not going to get out of here even though we're heading to the airport
0: well, you know- <clears throat> Especially after
2: everything Scott, uh, Scott Norton and Steiner and all those guys did, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the the van ride to the airport could take a detour.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Scott, I, it, this was not on the show. Uh, 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 I'll give you one. Scott Steiner, they had, a, uh, they had a, we had a state dinner. You know, if you can imagine huge, big banquet hall, tables, tables, tables designated, you know, people with bunch of medals on their, you know, jackets, you know, and, and it was, this was a, a estate dinner. And uh, uh, one of the entertainment was this, these group of people that did a quick change artist. you know what I'm talking about. They would, they will flip a fan and next time they, you know, they would have whole different clothes. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, pretty impressive, you know, and. Whatever reason, Scott Steiner that well, that's freaking cool. Let's I'm gonna go find out how they do that. So he went to the backstage <laughs> by himself. Try to find out how they did it. And of course, he got escorted out very quickly. And you know, <laughs> you know, if he wasn't for we were there with Antonio enoki who who we were there as you know, a guest of uh the, the Kim Sang young, the great leader. If it wasn't for them and Muhammad Ali, because that's what I kept think, thinking to myself, you know, you know, as long as I'm, I'm like, I hang around Muhammad, I think I'm going to be all right. You know, if they're taking me, they're going to take Muhammad. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: that, was, well, that, that
0: was what I was thinking. You well, know.
1: that's actually uh, leading into a, one of my next questions. Uh, was Muhammad Ali treated differently by the North Koreans while he was over there?
0: I, you know, he's a great ambass- ambassador, right? I mean, he, he, he's literally is one of the guys. Matter of fact, I don't think this would have been possible if it wasn't for Muhammad Ali going with us. Because this all started by Enoki approaching um, Eric. Do you have access to Muhammad Ali? And mm-hmm. we met in Denver, Ali, Enoki, myself, couple of japanese dignitary and a matter of fact i have, I have that photograph upstairs and that's how he started and from that you know you know you can say hey if we can get ali to go do this thing we want to get some of you guys wrestler get involved and that's you know that's how this thing happened you know long as i stuck around ali i, I thought i was pretty safe yeah. um long 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 as i didn't do anything but you know but after scott uh, uh norton thing happened you know we were like oh this is this is really real and this is really scary and you know wrestler was totally freaking out that they took our passport but i kept saying hey if they give me back your passport where are you going you got dmz to the south you got minefield with the chinese border to the north it's not like you can get on a bus or train and go home that's the only people that actually left north korea american that left north korean live is um oh nobody <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know they, uh, we'll be the first one who get to go there and leave um yeah. you know so uh just watch your p's and q's i mean you know so uh, but but i would i would genuinely tell you that on that story on on the dark side rick flair actually got on his knee when he got off the plane and kiss the tarmac. <laughs> oh,
2: wow. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, that, that's a shoot. Um, and, and uh, you know, and you got to remember, they're also looking while we were there for four days. It seems like we were there for a lot longer, but um, Eric and I was isolated from the wrestlers, and we had this one um, secret, you know, the secret police or secret service person um, called the translator. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, and she was trying to re-educate us as well. You know what I mean? And and we had a camera with us and a camera was great because the guy looked like a uh, the battery pack that he was wearing around his waist mm-hmm. looked like a Batman's utility pack. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. They had a light bulb over his shoulder that he held with one hand. and 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 he had a camera and he actually was doing this.
2: Oh wow, the little wine thing from the fifties.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know, so it was, it was, and they would ask us question and and and, and uh, they asked Eric, uh, Mister Bischoff. This is true because I heard it, Mister Bischoff. They've an American dropped one bomb for every citizen of North Korea. Don't you think America should pay for their crime? And you know stuff like that. They were they were they were you know expecting us to to give them a soundbite to, to help their propaganda. Well, they were asking me stuff like you know, um, don't you think Japanese should pay for you know all the atrocity, all the women they raped and you know. And you know what my standard question was. My answer was, uh, you know, I wasn't born during the Korean War, and I live in Iowa. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Well,
1: because I know I know they even they they actually left this part out in Dark Side of the Ring. Uh they asked Ric Flair uh why the United States fears North Korea so much and this and yeah. that and um and, and he like basically flipped it around and kind of just reworded it and just you know thanked them for letting him be there and everything yeah. like that.
0: Well, um, no, what happened was they gave him a script for him to read before we left when we got to the airport. Mm-hmm. Well, before we got to the airport, they gave him a script. And 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 Rick said to Eric, I, I can't read this. And and so he, you know, and, and Rick was so f- afraid that if he didn't read it, you know, read the script that they wouldn't let him leave. Yeah. So, you know, so, but, but, he, you know, as the pro that he is, you know, he, he kind of danced around the thing and, and made his speech, thanked the great leader, and we got that plane and got the hell out of there. Yeah. And, and, and we party like no other when we got back to Nagoya.
1: Oh, oh I can <laughs> believe, I can believe yeah, that. I'm telling
0: you. I mean, that's, that's the part that people don't, you know, that's that part of Dark Side. When we got back, everybody party hard i mean yeah. it was you know i mean now that we look back what happened to that kid what the Dornbeer or whatever his name is, you know what happened to him for stealing the poster yeah. um you know what what you know scott norton got got to believe that he's, he's lucky to be alive you know i mean yeah. if he wasn't for inoki and, and ali i i i think he would be you know uh 100 and you know Thirty pound guy, you know, who work, if he's alive, he'd be working in a rock quarry somewhere in North Korea. I mean, wow. He's pretty, you know. I, mean, I, I, I can't tell you how scary it could have been,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know. And a lot of people ask me why, why, did you go? And I said, you know, hey, you know, Ali was going, you know, was going. We were there as a, a guest of a great leader, and mm-hmm. then uh, on top of that when am I going to get another chance to go?
1: Yeah, right. And
0: the um, answer is never. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and I felt the same way. In and, and 1986, I went to South Africa doing apartheid. Mm-hmm. And and the same deal. But I met the clerk, who was a sports minister at the time. He became the president later on and, and uh, eliminated apartheid. So, you know. Oh, wow. I, yeah, so I got to do, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy that I did it, Yeah. but, but, you know, that's when you're young and, you know, adventurous and, you know, at, yeah. at age 40, my brain was totally formed yet.
2: Let yeah. me ask you, let me ask you one other question that, yeah. that maybe a portion of our younger audience may, may be wondering what do you, since you worked so hand in hand with Eric and especially on something like this, were you privy to what the budgets may have been? Because you got to wonder what a Ric Flair or even a Scott Norton or a Scott Steiner or, you know, anybody was getting paid to go over there. Or did y'all, you did, all didn't do it free of charge. Put your life in your hands pro bono.
0: Well, I don't, you know, I don't know what the deal Rick got because, you know, since he was a headliner. You know, and he was, you know, I think he could have said, no, I don't want to go there. Um, so I don't know. I'm not, you know, I, I have no knowledge of that. But I know all New Japan guys was on the contract. So, you know, they got, I don't I don't think they got any extra bonus. Um, might be possible, but I doubt it. Um, and I think WCW guys was on the contract, you know, that, that covers all that. Wow. Um, so I I don't think anybody got any bump. I mean I, I could ask Scott next time when I talk to him, but that's, I I don't believe so.
2: That's one heck of a thousand dollar payday.
3: Right. Because I was yeah. going to say at least with uh, the WWE Saudi Arabia situation, those guys are getting paid extra. Yeah. To go
2: over
0: yeah.
3: There. Right. That, right. That I don't know if I would have been able to do that though. It would not be able to. Go. Well, now we know why Hogan
2: said to Eric on, on, on uh, uh, Dark Side of the Ring, that's one I can't make, brother.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, and speaking of that, when it, when it came to Hogan, obviously he's the all-American pro wrestler. We all know him for the red, white, and blue, say your prayers, take your vitamins, all that. If he would have went over, how do you think it would have gone for him?
0: You know, Hulk is a pretty smart guy. I think he would have really watched his P's and Q's. He mm-hmm. would have spent a lot of time with Ali, maximized that deal, you know, that relationship. I think he would have, um, um, you know, I think Rick didn't quite realize what he was getting into until he, we got there probably, mm-hmm. you know, um, then he was too late. But I will say this. Um not because you asked, but I think Rick Flair was perfect for that part. Mm-hmm. Better than Hogan. because Flair was more of a heel anyway mm-hmm. you know, um, and and uh, um, Rick kind of personified. I mean Hogan would have done the same thing, but I think Rick more so, you know. Um, the, the over-the-top robe, you know, uh, brown hair, the big nose, you know, which is yeah. the, the, <laughs> their their thing of you know the their image of the, the you know the devil himself, and and you know um, and 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 Inoki played a part of you know representing North Korea, uh-huh. you know, although he's Japanese, but. Because of his, you know, connection with Ricky Dozan and all that, I, I, you know, to them, it was purely good against evil. You know, they're the good guys and we're the bad guys. That's where they're taught. So, you know, when when Enoki goes over, it was a proof to them that, you know, they are superior than Americans. You know, um, yeah. that's what indoctrinated into their system. So. Um, I, you know, I couldn't imagine anybody else casting anybody else except Ric Flair.
2: And let's be honest. Hogan would have creative controlled his way out of that anyways. He would have body slammed noki and beat him in three seconds.
0: Yeah, that, yeah then Hogan might still be there. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I would agree to that. Um, one of the things that they did on Dark Side of the Ring is they really made it seem like North Koreans really had no exposure to professional wrestling or that no. they didn't really understand what they were seeing. No. So was this actually like the first of any sort of wrestling event in North Korea, even like in the, within their own country with their own people? Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: All right. And, but and, and, and you know, you know, Mayday Stadium, when we had the event, is the largest st- stadium in the world
1: yeah
0: and it packed up place, and and to educate what professional wrestling was um as actual combative event right Mm -hmm. so imagine if you never seen professional wrestling before imagine yourself as 12 year old never seen professional wrestling and all of a sudden Your great leader says, you are going to be witness to this sporting event, this grand sporting event, good against evil. And and what are they going to do? Well, they're going to fight. They're going to wrestle and they're going to fight. Okay. And imagine, you know, think of yourself as 12 year old. And for 45 days, 60 days prior to this event, there's only three TV channels in our hotel room. And there might be only two that is is to the citizens of North Korea. One is nothing about news, you know, the the great leader and and how great the North Koreans are and and how they're going to defeat the evil South Koreans and, you know, certainly the Americans and all that. And other channel, black and white pro wrestling. I saw more gorgeous George on on that North Korean TV than I have ever seen before. I mean, (laughs) I mean, you know, that that's what they had. Twenty four hours a day, our TV channel was, you know, their news about missile flying over, you know, or watching, you know, nineteen fifty pro wrestling. So, you know, if your twelve year old mentality and going to this thing thinking that it's a actual combative sport, you know, um, and and I'm sure many intelligent North Grand said, I'm sure they cropped their head a couple of times, and Goes, oh, I don't know, if that's real. They probably, you know, first time you go to professional wrestling as an adult, you would ask some of those questions, you know? Yeah. Can that big man, somebody weigh 300 pounds, get on turnbuckle and punch the other man in the head 10 times you know without without breaking their hand you know yeah so i'm sure there was some of that because i did get some official came out and asked me nudge nudge you know kind of he didn't really ask me because i'm sure they were told not to ask those questions yeah to us it's like asking a magician you know we know you didn't really disappear how do you do it yeah you know what i I mean. So, um, but there was, you know, there was like, yeah, right. We know kind of, kind of look that we got, you know, any windows, uh, but they never did come out and ask us. Um, so, you know, it, it I think he, 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 unfortunate thing was Enoki didn't get the pop that he wanted for his reelection, you know, um, yeah. um, but, but, Forever, he will be the man who made this thing happen. You know, yeah, um, absolutely. You know, Dennis, Rod, I have, Dennis Rodman has nothing on us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. <laughs>
0: we did it, we did it, you know, 25 years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, you, you beat him to the punchline on that one. Um, earlier, you had brought up that you know, when it came to having American wrestlers go to that show, you know, like the the Scott Norton, Two Cold, Scorpio, Hawk, uh, the Steiner brothers. Was there other wrestlers in world championship wrestling that maybe yourself or Eric had thought of would have been a better fit to bring over? Or were they the first ones that that were asked?
0: Yeah, I, I, I think booking was done by New Japan because okay. scott norton was you know working a lot in new japan he was you know he was their regulars tuco scorpio i'm not sure you have we would have to ask eric i don't i don't think he was a wcw contract actually he was working in new japan so okay. he might have been under under the umbrella contract that we did but i'm not sure about that um you know the steiners brothers were you know on the wcw contract yep. um but y- y- you notice many Japanese star didn't go to that show. Demuda, Chono. Yeah. Certainly, Tenzan and Choshu didn't go. You know why Tenzan and Choshu didn't go? Because they're actually Koreans. And they're South Koreans. So, that's you know. No. Yeah. No, yeah, they would have never made it out of their life. Um, so, yeah, that's why they didn't go. Okay. Uh, you um, know.
1: I was just curious because, you know, when, you know, as soon as you said, I don't think that they'd be a good representation, but they were there type deal so it kind of just had me thinking, maybe there was other people in line and they kind of turned it down type deal or.
0: Yeah, I I think booking was done by New Japan, you would have to ask Eric but you know. Um, I, I believe that was that was the request that we got. So you know that's how I usually work their request people for. You know their show, and th- this is basically under their umbrella. So they would ask those talent, and I, I would, you know, I would clear that with with the uh, office, make sure they weren't involved in our TVs or you know, the interfere with our television, and you know, we book them over there. so
3: Right now, uh, speaking of good representation. It appears that there were a couple people that went on the trip that I would say necessarily weren't the greatest representatives of this agreement, um, and that would be Two Cold Scorpio and Road Warrior Hawk. Um, now, they, in Dark Side of the Ring, they go into the issues that the two of them had back and forth throughout the whole entire trip, the biggest issue being the fight on the bus. Now, I was just curious as to whether if you were there in person and if you were what your take on what transpired on the bus.
0: No, I was isolated. We we had our own Mercedes uh, uh, um, and mind you when we when we fly over there's an eight-lane highway coming out of the the, the city. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I'm looking down cuz they kind of gave us a, a a tour of a city, you know, they flew by the city. You know, they mm, flew by the city, and one of the first things I noticed that that there was no no green, because there were there were famine was going on, and and no cars. I didn't I didn't see a car. It's the middle of the day, so and it's an eight lane highway, yeah. and and I asked, or actually I was told by the our our translator secret service person that uh, uh, that. The reason why it's 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 designed that way is so that when American come and bombs our airfield, so their fighter can still land. Use the use the highway as an airstrip. Flat out, that's what she said to me. Um, um, the the um, what was it, what was the question? I'm sorry.
3: Um, just the the issues between two Cold Scorpio and Road yeah. Warrior Hawk throughout the trip, and if you were there for any of it or yeah, like yeah. So fun. we were. Uh,
0: Eric and I was on, they gave us, you know, the, the translator, the driver, Eric and I is basically we're a 190D Mercedes diesel, probably 1964 um, kind of vehicle that we were riding on. That was their best car that they could, you know, that's the best. And they had about 10 of those for us, for Ali and, you know, Enoki's and, and, and uh, um, some of the Japanese uh, officials. Um, so I didn't see the fight, but I heard about it right afterward. Um and I, I don't know if you have a Rob probably seen a couple of fights between wrestlers. They usually don't get very far. There's usually this and usually a pull apart. Yeah. And they almost everybody expects the pull apart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even the guy who picks a fight or guy who's fighting expects the pull apart. So nobody nobody really gets in and 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 I listen. I didn't see it, but I saw Hawk afterward. And I, you know, I didn't see any black eyes. I didn't see any eyeball hanging out. So I, you know, I don't know how much damage was done. Like I said, I didn't witness it, so I don't know. But but I also know the Hawk was really sick.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Um, he was, you know, he had a hepatitis, and he was doing a lot of uh, um, uh, interferon treatment. So he was, you know, he was he wasn't himself, let's put it that way. But I will tell you this, uh, no disrespect to uh Tuko Scorpio, but Hawk is a, you know, the bouncer from Minneapolis, you know. Yeah. He's a pretty tough guy. Um, Hebe Masasaito in Tokyo one time uh, took on the Nebraska football team for uh, Japan Bowl. Um, Nebraska football team was there uh and one of the guys happened in Roppongi one of the guy, as the elevator is closing masa and hawk is in a going down the elevator and you know if Japanese elevator you can fit four regular person It's about it and imagine masa saito and a hawk in an elevator you know that's takes up all the room and masa was married to an american with his first wife and one of the football kids said something to her as the door is closing i mean you can you know you can write this story i mean Hawk stops the door, opens up the door, and here they go. Masa Saito snapped six ankles. Remember his gimmick was he would get a toe hole and he'd get right. people's ankle? And that's a, that's a shoot move, you know? He snaps people's ankle. He snapped about six ankles that day, that night. And, wow. and, you know, they took on the whole football, you know, whatever, whoever the, the group of football team, I'm sure there was more than a dozen of them. And, and uh mind mind you those six guys didn't play on japan bowl <laughs> <laughs> kind of hard hard to play football when your ankle snapped but <laughs> you know uh but you know but, but i'm just saying he's a tough guy yeah. so you know i don't know how much you know um ben Walk can you know really talk about it he's gone hawk yeah. is gone so you know I mean, yeah. you know, who knows? Truth lies somewhere.
1: Yeah, there's always three sides to the story. Their side, their side, the truth. Right. You know, we'll, we'll take it for, uh, we'll, we'll take it. Um, one thing I didn't get, one thing I did not ask, and, and I meant to, was during the planning of mm. this event, of the collision in Korea, um, with you being an international consultant for WCW, how much of that process were you involved with with the planning of everything
0: i mean only thing i was you know only thing i was involved was just make clear the talent mm-hmm. you know uh make you know and my stuff was pretty easy i would go to the booking guys and say hey we're going to be gone from such a state to such date." and scott was such a mainstay of new japan anyway scott Stein, uh, scott norton was so you know only people really had to play was obviously rick flair and 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 that was eric's department you know and and uh um, um so it was you know i didn't have to do a lot you know okay all uh, right yeah but i will tell you this much when we got on that plane in nagoya which was their military plane north korean military plane and this is another thing that tooko said that 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 i don't Really remember, mind you, if you fly from Nagoya to Pyongyang, which is right over the um, the, the, the 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 what is it, 36 parallel, you know, where the DMZ is, you know, we don't fly the south. North Korean plane does not fly into South Korea and go north. You know what I mean? Yeah. They will fly from Japan. And stay on north on their side of, of of uh fly zone. So when he said there was a gun pointing this way and gun pointing that way, yeah, I don't I didn't see it. And I don't think we would have been able to see it. Okay. So, you know, so maybe that's something that, you know, he saw in the movie somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he did see it. I'm not saying he didn't, I'm just saying, you know. I, I, we didn't, we certainly didn't fly over DMZ, I can tell you that, you know. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, so, but I will tell you on that plane, everybody's mind you, when we got in the plane, these guys all flew first class on Delta to get to Japan. Mm-hmm. And we get to Japan and we're on like this fixed kind of wing plane. And, you know, I was lucky enough to sit in what they call first class. And, you know, we we're all kind of bitching about the the seats and, you know, you know, I mean, you, yeah. those, these guys will bitch about regular coach seat. Imagine what yeah. the, you know, what the, what, what they were bitching about the, the North Korean seats. Yeah. And, you know, there wasn't much padding to it. And, and uh, so, you know, we are kind of, okay, play, oh, okay, they started the engine plane. We're going to take off. And so we go, okay, the seatbelt. Do you have, do you guys have (laughs) seatbelt? Okay, no, no seatbelts.
1: Wow. Yeah,
0: yeah, I guess, you know, if we're going to crash, I guess seatbelt would have helped anyway, but.
1: Yeah. um, One of my favorite things that I, that, that Rob likes to talk about, especially on (laughs) days. It's WWE's Most Wanted Treasures.
2: My favorite show, although although tonight is a... Uh, the ratings have been so bad, they're going to go backstage with Undertaker and Kane.
1: Yes. <laughs> and I have an understanding that, Sonny Ono, you will actually be on that show. Yes. And...
0: Listen, I'm scheduled to be on it. I don't know. They might cut me here. They might blur my face, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, well, at least one company's acknowledging him no <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: wow there's an aw jab
1: oh yeah. come on we, we already had uh freddie prince jr on us about rob we don't need we don't need <laughs> tony any,
2: khan's gonna be tweeting you tomorrow
1: yeah we don't yeah we don't we don't need this much <laughs> the first youtube channel he got rid of <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so Sonny, i gotta ask how did how did that I I tried out for that show. Um, I have the only outfit of uh, Steve Lombardi's Abe Knuckleball Schwartz outfit, which obviously nobody in Most Wanted Treasures wanted to hear about Mm. that. But uh, (laughs) my understanding is you had or have, depending on how the episode went, you have something very, and very important that belonged to Andre the Giant.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, um, um I have the um, uh, uh, opportunity to get my hands on uh the mask that rob been asking me ever since I met him I think may- maybe the the third thing he asked me was hey you worked in Japan you ever seen the mask the machine mask and I would go no nah, I don't know what are you talking about and <laughs> and, and and uh I, you know, but I totally forgot about that I had this mask. So what happened is it, it's probably '94, '95 mm-hmm. when Paul Wright first came into WCW. Um, so angle they created was the Paul Wright was the under the giant sun. Mm-hmm. So to get that message through, they were trying to figure out a way to introduce him. And and um, um, Brian Adams
2: mm-hmm.
0: approach me and says, "Hey, um, why, I I I have this mask. Why don't you take this mask the under the giant mask and and let's you know? He gave me this idea of put it on Paul, introduce him on the show." course everybody gonna say oh my god it's you know it's it's a giant machine of course everybody knows andre so it can't be andre but you know stature wise and 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 he will be the you know reincarnation of the andre the giant machine and then subsequent afterward the mask will come off paul wright will get introduced as andre the giant son Mm -hmm. so that was that was a premises to bring Paul Wright into the company uh I pitched that to uh I I told Brian I said yeah that's a great idea I will go to um um uh Kevin Sullivan the booker at the time and Kevin was always very good about understanding history and you know Japan and all that stuff so Kevin said man that's just such a great idea but I think we have something like, currently, we have something like five or six lawsuits going on between WCW and WWE, you know, about the namesake, the, the, you know, the talent infringement, all that stuff. So they didn't want to do another lawsuit, although the giant machine, but I said to them, but the giant machine was a New Japan idea that they took to WWE when these guys went over. So I think the rights belong to New Japan, but they didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to fight over it. So it got scratched. I took that mask, threw in a, a bag and sit in my warehouse for like 20 years. Oh, wow. 25 years. Wow. And Rob, meanwhile, keep bugging me. Have you ever seen this mask that looked like this? I said, yeah, I've seen it before, but I don't know. I don't know. One day I was, I I saw some, I saw some, some, I saw something, a t shirt or something. And I went to my warehouse and I was looking for the, looking for what I sold and I found the bag and I go, oh, what's it, what's in here? And there was a mask. And that's when I, that's when I text Rob and goes, Rob, look what I found. (laughs) Rob pooped his pants and dropped his drink.
2: <laughs> I did. I did. I wanted my hands on that in the worst
0: way. And I said, "Well, I, you know," so so I told Rob the story mm-hmm. of Brian Adams giving me. Of course, Rob can't leave anything alone, so he went out and did an extensive uh, um, study of the mask. Uh, he went on to go talk to the uh, Mister White. Um, um, and and uh, showed Timmy the, White, Timmy, Timmy White, White, referee, uh, who was uh, under the giant right hand man, uh-huh. and and uh, showed him the picture and and uh, got Timmy to to cry a little bit and says, "Oh my God!" And then then he Rob went on beyond that to authenticate the mask by going to. Uh, uh, and get a get a recording. From, yep. With Bill uh, Eady. Bill Eady, and yep. and uh, and Bill Eighty filled in the gap. How Brian Adam got the mask. You can oh. tell that part of the story.
2: He he said that uh, they had finished up in the Cow Palace, and when they finished wrestling in the Cow Palace, they were in the back in the locker rooms, and they hung their masks up to dry because they were they were obviously sweaty, and when they went in to take a shower bill edie and and andre brian adams thought it was funny to rib the boys and he stole the two machine masks oh, and wow. stuck them in his bag and because these masks were from japan and they needed them really really quick they wound up having to scrap the machine gimmick um shortly thereafter and obviously then andre gets reinstated he becomes the evil Andre the Giant to challenge Hulk Hogan for at WrestleMania uh, three, and and the masks were never seen again until WCW. Yeah, oh, wow.
1: wow, that is that is quite incredible. Uh, Sonny, where can fans find you on social media?
0: Um, aside from uh, Pornhub. I am. <laughs> I didn't even know what that was till just recently uh, actually.
2: <laughs> now you know what he was doing in his hotel room in in Orlando last week. You're right, you're right. What's this website?
0: Yeah. Rob, did you use my phone?
2: <laughs> I was actually. I did.
0: I did but uh no I, you know facebook is probably easiest you know i, I have twitter and 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 um, other stuff on social media but the facebook sunny ono um I'm, you know on the selfie Mayman, man and and uh, uh oh look at that look at look at the selfie mask yeah that's sunny ono selfie smile mask it's
2: authentic and even Britt baker
0: wore it yeah Gosh.
1: well sunny where can you get where can you get the Sonny ono mask
0: yeah, hey, just DM me on uh, Facebook and, I, and, and uh, I'll send you one, you know, uh, we'll, we'll awesome. get you one and, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, a small charge, um, we'll, 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 we'll get one out to you and, awesome. and uh, you see, I have these, these winter gators. Let's see.
1: Ooh. Awesome.
2: It's just what you want to be walking around Walmart in. Right. <laughs>
0: You know, but Britt Baker looked, you know, she looked wonderful and because and, she's a D- dentist, right? So,
2: yeah, there isn't anything Britt Baker could look bad in. Don't Nothing.
1: Get yeah, don't, don't, don't get him started on, on Britt Baker. Don't get Rob started on Britt Baker. <laughs> the rest of the show, we'll talk about her. <coughs> uh, funny, normally, I wouldn't do this, but in WCW, I was a huge fan when you were with Psychosis, La Parka, yeah. Dragon, Yuji Nagata. I want to do something to end this show. Yeah. You're always, you, when you were a manager in WCW, you were always known for taking the selfie. If you don't mind, I'd like to turn around and take a selfie with you.
0: All right. All right. I don't know how we're going to do this, but.
1: I actually, I did this with Rob the first time I, I worked with Rob. So I want to, I want to do this.
0: One, All right.
1: Two, three. Awesome. All right. Sonny, we
0: had a great (laughs)
1: time with you today. Uh, We know that you normally don't do a lot of podcasts. We'd love to have you come back on again and and talk with us and hang out with Rob if if you guys can handle that. I know you guys get enough of each other on Fight TV, uh, you know, doing the announcing with uh, DDT Pro. Sonny, we had a fantastic time. We'd love to thank you for taking the time out of your day to, to speak with us and hang out with us. And we look forward to doing this again in the future.
0: Absolutely. And next time when I come, we can talk about this.
2: UFC. Wait a minute. Get more time on the clock. We can't stop now.
0: No, nah, no, nah, it's, it, it's always better to leave everybody hanging. But yeah. the next time we'll talk about my martial arts and my UFC connection there uh, you part go ladies part and gentlemen two coming your way we got, soon
1: we've got part two with son Yono coming soon we'll work those details out
0: all right man thanks for having me guys
1: thank you guys
0: remember spoiler freeze the way to be way to be we're wow. out peace